Before we begin, if you like what you hear on the Tin and J-Man Show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We encourage you to interact with us and keep up to date with the Tin and J-Man Show on social media by liking our Facebook page and following us on Twitter and Instagram at Tin and J-Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Tin and J-Man Show with your hosts Tanner Lee and Josh the J-Man Mont. What's going on, everybody? Episode 209 of the Tan and J-Man Show coming at you on the ISC Sports Network. If you're listening on whatever your favorite podcast platform is, but especially if it's Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That helps out a lot. If you want to give us a rating and review on Facebook, that'd be nice, too. Wherever you want to do it, we appreciate it. What's going on, J-Man? What up there, T-Dog? Another day in the life. Another day in the life. Uh, might see our cameras a little different this week. Um, had bound through some more technical difficulties again this week, but we're making it through as best we can, and we're getting by, and everybody can see our uh, pretty mugs this week <laughs> instead of last week that uh, they didn't have the honor of doing so. But uh, before before we get into the episode, we're both wearing J-Man's got the Tan and J-Man Show hoodie. I got a long sleeve T-shirt. If you're, we got mugs up here. If you're thinking, where can I get some of this cool Tan and J Man Show swag, swag and support the Tan and J Man Show podcast? Well, you can get it on uh, teespring.com, but the easy link to get to it is go to our Facebook, our Instagram, or our Twitter, which you can, of course, like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. And that link will have a link straight to our store. And the cool thing, through the whole month of November, since this is coming up on the 28th, will be our four-year anniversary, four-year birthday, I should say, of the Tan and J-Man Show. When you use the promo code FOUR in all caps, capital F-O-U-R, you will get 20% off select items. Most items, I should say, not select. Most items for the whole month through November. So We should bake me a cake. I'm not baking you nothing. You, you don't want... Okay, I... Sure, I'll bake you a cake. You won't want to eat it. <laughs> you might get sick. But, uh, so, it, long story short, if you want to get some TNN J-Man Show swag and a sport or podcast, look great doing so. Go to our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Click on the link in the bio, and then the first link there should be TNN J-Man Show store, and should be all set. And use promo code 4, capital F-O-U-R, uh, when, when checking out. Get 20% off uh, most items. But the uh, Tan and J-Man Show this week, like it is every week, is sponsored by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, which they changed their pizza. The J-Man had their pizza on Thursday night. As and, did the um, Tan Man. Had a nice uh, little surprise there. Um, kind of a nostalgic trip. Their uh, pizza is back to being um, what it was when it was the Pat's Landing. It's kind of, uh, it just, didn't it take you back? Yeah. I like mean, high school? It, it's more... Um, Pizza King style, mm-hmm. like I call it, and, and people who are watching out out of state, uh, outside the state of Indiana, probably like, what the heck are they talking about? Yeah. But uh, got to come to Rochester. Kind of square like pizza, uh, square like um, pieces of pizza, little <laughs> squares, St. Louis style, kind of. I guess you could call it a little bit. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's very good. So I recommend you go into the damn land and get a pizza. You can also get great hand breaded tenderloin seafood. Had one of those on Saturday. Tenderloin? Yeah. yeah. Good stuff? Good stuff. I know you're not a seafood guy, but they got great seafood. They also have a great selection of craft beers and handcrafted cocktails. 
It's the place to be. It's a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle, and they focus on freshness and quality. And, of course, they got the damp smoke available every weekend, which features barbecue and steaks. And you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. It's taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantle in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, which it's getting a little chilly, so you might, I mean, if, if the temperatures are like they were this past weekend, you could probably do that. But it's getting a little chillier, so that might not be an option for too long. But anyways, you can still take in the fantastic views of Lake Mantle from an, inside their restaurant. The Dam Land is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I may or may not have also had a uh, buffalo chicken taco um, from there. Sounds like you had quite a bit. had quite the meal on yeah. Saturday. Good Thursday, stuff. had some Zaw, had some uh, some pretzel nugs. Those are delicious. And had some uh, wings. Good stuff, man. The Dam Wings, delicious. They, there's... Uh, I don't know if I've ever had anything from the dam that, that I'm not a fan of. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Ready to hear some birdie bogey. Yeah, absolutely. Muhammad Ibrahim from uh, the University of Minnesota running back. Yes. He is the first Big Ten player with 140 rush yards in five straight games since who? Wow. Um, I'll give you a hint because this is a tough one. Um, it happened in the 2000s decade. Okay. 2000, so 2010. Life. I have a very interesting guess, but I'm, it's a little off the cuff, so I'm afraid it's not right. But I think it might be right if uh, the way you say that, because this is kind of a yeah. guy not many people really remember, uh, but he's a really good I one. I think I'm on the right track I here. think so, too. Uh, Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC, fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies. <laughs> ah. You're, really, you're going to like pull something in your throat <laughs> or something one of these days. It, it, every uh, every week it gonna, gets more painful. going to have to have my trachea removed. Yeah, more <laughs> every, everything I'm saying, I'm going to have to put something up. Get your veggies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fun we have on this show, people. We really appreciate you spending time with us every Monday, whether it's uh, for the whole hour or just a segment or two, whatever it is. We, we appreciate you uh, letting us um, come into your homes. Lives. Yep. Come to your lives. Spending some time with us. The On This Day segment, sporting events on this day on November 16th throughout the history of sports. On this day in 1907, the 12th Iron Bowl was played between Auburn and Alabama, ended in a tie, 6-6 to in Birmingham. There was no, uh, there was nothing crazy happened like did uh, back in 2013. No kick six. What was that guy's name? I don't remember. I just saw the highlight like three times over the weekend, too. Davis was his last name. Michael Davis? I don't even want to guess. Stephen Davis? Chris Davis? It is. It was Chris Davis. Was it Chris Davis? I think so. That's a pretty uh, I don't know. standard name. I know. It's the name of a lot of athletes. <laughs> On this day, 1924, the Cleveland Bulldogs, formerly Canton, lost to the Frankfurt, Frankfurt Yellow Jackets, ending a 31-game undefeated streak, NFL and Major League Football record. Hmm. On this day, 1957, Celtic Bill Russell set an NBA record of 49 rebounds in a game as they beat Philadelphia by a score of 111 to 89. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's uh, pretty, pretty good. On this day, 1957, the Oklahoma Sooner football team had an NCAA win streak of 47 games snap 
after losing to Notre Dame 7-0. Of course it was Notre Dame. They always seem to be involved with streaks. Mm-hmm. They snapped UCLA's basketball streak of like yeah. 88 games yeah. or whatever it the was. A good streak, uh, Busters. Streak snappers. There we go. Whipper snappers. <laughs> On this day in 1962, Wilt Chamberlain of the NBA's San Francisco Warriors scored 73 points against the New York Knicks. He was also pretty good. Wasn't his career high, though. Wasn't even close. Mm. 27 points short of his career high of 100. Liked his women. That he did. <laughs> that he did. On this day in 1974, the Milwaukee Bucks lost their 11th straight NBA game team record to this day. thought that was going to be more eventful than it was. How, was how many in a row? 11. As I was reading, I thought it was going to be Oh, like team record. Team, not NBA <laughs> record. On this day in 1976, Rick Barry of the San Francisco Warriors ended the then longest NBA free, free throw streak of 60 consecutive made free throws. Remember when he had a son play at Florida? I think it was, was his name Cannon. Or am I thinking of? I remember uh, Joe and Brett Barry, but then he had another one, but I don't remember his I'm name. I'm pretty sure his name was Cannon Barry. He played for Florida. I know he played for Florida, but that, that, that first name doesn't sound right. But maybe That was not his name, you idiot. Um, Canyon Barry. Canyon. I was so dang close. Canyon. Okay. Yeah, Canyon Cannon. On the day, 1980, Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback Doug Williams threw for 486 yards. Dougie. Quite a few yards there. Um, on the day, 1984, uh, Houston Rockets blocked 20 of the Denver Nuggets shots, tying NBA regulation game record <laughs> for blocks. It's a lot of blocks. It came the dream. It's a lot of finger wags. On this day, 1986, the 36th, 36th NASCAR Sprint Cup was decided as Dale Earnhardt Sr. won the Sprint Cup. On this day, 1988, Jose Canseco became the first unanimous AL MVP since Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. Hmm... On this day, 1997, the 47th NASCAR Sprint Cup was decided as Jeff Gordon won P- the cup. Pittsburgh Ozone. Yep. Uh, on this day, 2003, the 55th NASCAR Sprint Cup was decided Matt Kenseth won. And on 2008, the 60th NASCAR Sprint Cup was decided Jimmy Johnson won that. Jimmy Johnson just retired two weeks ago. One of the best NASCAR drivers ever. Uh, and one more NASCAR. This is the most NASCAR we've ever had. Kind of hate it. On this day, 2014, Kevin Harvick driving for Stuart Haas Racing wins the Ford EcoBoost 400 at Homestead Miami Speedway in Florida to claim his first NASCAR Sprint Cup Series by one point from Purdue's own and South Bend, Indiana's own Ryan Newman. And that's going to do it for the On This Day segment, which is brought to you by... Performer Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print House is over 50 years combined experience of promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all, all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print promotional company today. Give them a call at 574 210 3815. Just got a bunch of. Uh, more first federal water bottles in from them today, about 400 of them. 
So uh, yeah, give me one of them. That was not come open up a checking account and you can get one. Um, but that was not fun holding up four hundred uh, bo- uh, about eleven different boxes of water bottles today at three at a time up up the elevator. I was gonna say, did you use the elevator? Yeah, I used the dolly in the elev- elevator. There's no way I, they were too big. I couldn't. Yeah, I would have took me a long time if I didn't. So. <laughs> It'll work out. Eleven separate trips up and down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> out of shape. So, but give them a call for any of your promotional products. They do a great job. They're always very timely, uh, very customer oriented with their service. Great pricing. So, give them a call today. You won't be disappointed. We had a uh, mid-November Masters. We did the first one ever. Hopefully, the last one ever. Um, but. Like uh, all the Masters members, chairmen, players, etc., were saying afterwards, it was just nice to have the Masters mm-hmm. in this year. Um, it's, uh, you know, back when this pandemic started in March, they weren't sure they were going to be able to have the Masters. Because the Augusta National closes for a good amount of time during the year, but they figured out a plan. Yeah, I think we can have it in mid-November, and it worked out pretty nicely. No patrons were allowed this year. Members were allowed on the grounds, and wives of uh, members and players' wives. No other family allowed on the grounds. Uh, Peyton Manny must be a member because he was there yesterday. Oh, unless he somehow had a little more access. I was going to say, you said they close at a certain time of the yeah. year. You sure they wouldn't have just opened back up? for the Masters to be played. Well, what I'm saying is there's certain periods of time, like in the summer, the grass gets so oh, burnt there. It, yeah. They couldn't have it in the summer because originally there was a plan in place for maybe August, and then that got shut that down pretty brutal fast. Brutal in yeah. Georgia. Yeah, so uh, the, the weather was fantastic. They got through it. Um, the course was definitely different. Um, the grass was a little different with Bermuda grass instead of what they normally have. And the azaleas weren't out, but there was some nice fall-colored leaved trees mm-hmm. there. Um, it was a fun tournament. I mean, it was a good tournament. A lot of the big names made the cut. Uh, the winner was Dustin Johnson, who broke a Masters record for the lowest four-day total round of 20 under par. No player had ever got the 20 under. Um, pretty remarkable. One of the guys who tied for a second, Cameron Smith, first player in Masters history to have all four rounds be in the 60s. Mm. Pretty good. I mean, Cameron Smith and... Um, um, Sun J M, yeah, I couldn't think of his name. They both tied for second. They shot fifteen under. Most years that would have got it done. Mm-hmm. Just Dustin kind of went nuclear. Dustin got the. He always has the distance, but he had the putter going. And once he gets in the zone, he's tough to beat. This is his second major. He won the U.S. Open two years ago. I mean, he's already a Hall of Famer. Uh, which is interesting. Dad and I, my dad and I, were having a conversation the other day. What it takes to be a member of the Golf Hall of Fame, and all you really got to do is win double digit tournaments. And then win one, if not two majors, and you're pretty much in. That was his 25th win yeah. ever, and his second major, as you said. So he's number one in the world for a reason. Um, it was pretty cool. He's a pretty calm, cool, collected guy. Doesn't look like a lot bothers him, even though his team around him says he is a fiery guy inside. Mm. Well, after he won yesterday, got his green jacket, he got really emotional and could barely talk. And, and he was even getting mad at himself for getting so emotional. But he said this was a childhood dream of his. Mm-hmm. He grew up, I think, like 80 miles away. Um, from Augusta, so uh, he, and the guy's living the life. I mean, he's uh, got two uh, good-looking young kids with a beautiful uh, girlfriend and Polina Gretzky. Um, I mean, Wayne Gretzky's her dad, of course, so it's a pretty cool future father-in-law he's got to have there, and uh, 
he's just a good guy. I was I was happy for him that he won. Um, Tiger Woods made the cut. Um, kind of made headlines yesterday. He took his career high on a hole of a ten. Took a ten on a par three. But then he bounced back and birdied five of his last six mm-hmm. holes. So that was pretty impressive. Still to shoot 76, which, you know, and all, all things uh, considered, with a 10, that's pretty good. When um, you shoot a 10, what do you usually end up at? You know, I can probably say, because I tracked all my rounds at Mill Creek this year where I play my home course. I did not take a 10. I had a couple nines this mm. year. But I didn't have to. I think I had a 10 one time last year. But, uh, yeah, you usually want to get a nine. It's going to be a bad day. <laughs> So uh, kudos to him. Phil Mickelson made the cut, but he was in contention till Saturday, and mm-hmm. he had bad rounds on Saturday, Sunday. My favorite, Ricky Fowler, made the cut, but was never really in contention. Roy McIlroy, who Josh always picks with his book of prediction of the week, kind of blew it on Thursday, but he fought back and had another backdoor uh, top ten, mm-hmm. which that's just Roy special at Augusta. Maybe come April, maybe it'll be his time. Justin Thomas was a favorite by many. He was right there on the weekend, but didn't have enough in the tank to get it done. Bryson DeChambeau, who I picked, made the weekend, but uh, his driver kind of got off balance a little bit and really, really uh, hurt him in the, in the long run. But uh, overall, good tournament. Glad they had it. It it was definitely weird to watch without the patrons. It was, di- I mean, it wasn't the same. You didn't get the roars of the crowd, especially on the back nine on Sunday, which is where the tournament is really exciting. But the cool thing without the patrons, patrons was you got to see the whole layout of the course a lot better. You got to see the hills, the slopes elevations and just a lot of shot shapes that you really saw what the difficulty of those shots were to pull off which you wouldn't see in a normal broadcast so so um but good news golf fans we're less than five months away from another masters come august or come april excuse me j-man's book of prediction of the week sponsored travis watchering um sent in a few uh few masters trivia question for, i'm ready uh, you to answer. The first Masters was in 1934. Any guess on the price of a single ticket? $2. So close. $2.20. Who was the youngest player ever to win the Masters? Youngest player ever to win the Masters? Tiger Woods. Yes, Tiger Woods. 97. And Tiger Woods 10 was the first double-digit score he's ever taken in a professional uh, golf tournament. What was his previous highest? And just the golf tournament uh-huh. itself. I know his previous high on a par three, at least in a major, was a six. I'm going to say he took an eight somewhere. Nine. <sighs> so close. Well, yeah, I should have known. He plays so many rounds of golf. The two were. Yes, another one more that okay. I accidentally skipped over. Dustin Johnson was the first number one player in the world to win the Masters since who? Got to think about this. I'm sure Tiger's done it, but I'm guessing somebody's done it since him. Going back in my head with all the Masters winners. He's been number one in the world, but he's never won the Masters. Phil's never been ranked number one in the world. Um, man. Man, man, man. Because Tiger won at 05, but I think he was number one then. Trevor Ellen, Zach Johnson, Adam Scott. Bubba Watson, but what was Bubba number one in the world? I'm going to go Tiger. Tiger Woods, can you guess the year? Um, 05. 2002. Okay, it wasn't making 05. Okay. Thanks, Trap. Yeah, because I that was a tough one because I was thinking VJ Singh, Tiger Woods. I knew Phil had never been ranked number one. Bubba. I was thinking of all the winners. That, that's Yeah, good questions. Thank you, Travis, for, mm-hmm. uh, for providing those. 
But uh, yeah, now golf season's pretty much done. I mean, I mean, you got to have some tournaments here in January. Start up the new well, the new season's already started, but the tournaments start heavy and. Hopefully, come April, hopefully we have a more normal Masters and the patrons can be back. And yep. uh, But it was still nice to hear that classic um, tune of the Masters with the piano and Nance saying hello, friends, and everything. And, and Nance does a good job. That guy, he's, he's a pro's pro. I'm still mad Tony Romo got the week off. Yeah, I'm really surprised by he's that. He's making 17 mil a year. I mean, I guess they just don't think they have another guy that can of Nance's caliber that can be the lead guy next to him. That'd be my only Nance isn't even good at football. Let me call it basketball. Nance over NFL Nance. I think he's good at everything he does. I think I think he's the pro's pro at a now. I will say I like him a lot more with Romo than I did with Sims. Yeah, Sims did not like Phil Sims. Sims is the worst. But surprised he hasn't popped up on anybody's T V really. Um he, he does for the broadcasting. He does CBS pregame. Uh, does and does still. Oh, but he does still does the Showtime show. I'm too, sure he does inside, yeah, the NFL. inside the NFL. But um, but yep, Masters is coming gone, and congratulations to Dustin Johnson, and uh, we'll see if he can't go try to former get a, uh, Chanticleer. Right? Yep, Coastal Carolina, and, and we'll see if he can't go get a um, Open Championship next year or a PGA Championship to add to his uh, to his trophy case resume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Football was also played this weekend, if you didn't know. Oh, I know. I knew. Mm-hmm. I watched quite a bit of it. Want to start with some college football talk? Absolutely. I didn't watch a whole lot. No. I watched a little, yeah. but uh, not the whole lot. I don't even know what – I don't even remember a single game I actually watched. I watched the Big Ten games in Notre Dame. Those are pretty much the only ones I ever watched on the weekend. But if you wanted to watch SEC, there wasn't too many to pick from last week because no. of all the cancellations yeah. or postponements. And with the Masters on CBS, we That's didn't true. get an SEC CBS point. game. Mm-hmm. So, um, any big Big Ten headlines? I know Indiana. Indiana cleaned. A good, um, they're a good ball club. Clock twenty four zero. I think they're finally going to get their biggest test of the year this weekend. Um, Rocky Lombardi is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to say that. He beat Purdue two years ago. Uh, Jeff George Jr. Um, yeah, he's up there too. I mean, I, I, I've watched enough Big Ten football. There's been a lot of them, but <laughs> they finally pulled him. It's it's sad that he has such a good football name and he's just a bad football that player. That was kind of the story around the Big Ten was the, the pulling of quarterbacks this mm. weekend. Not only he could pull, Sean Clifford pulled in the first half of Penn State wow, game. I didn't see that. Um Of course, Nebraska started um, McCaffrey mm. instead of Martinez, which – was a good decision by Scott Frost. Yeah, I'm actually giving Scott Frost kudos. You're welcome, Ryan Osman. Um, Martinez is bad. He just he hasn't got better. He's not a good year. quarterback. I don't see them changing. Mm-hmm. I think he's kind of done there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the transfer portal after the year. But that was kind of the big news of, of the day around the Big Ten was the backup quarterbacks coming in, and we'll see how many more of them. Keep going, but like I said, Indiana started off the day with a 24-0 win. They moved up to number nine in the polls. They're 4-0 now. Uh, this game this weekend against Ohio State is – it's pretty much is for the East, I would say. just mm-hmm. I was going to say just a driver's seat, but the winner of this game's got to win the East. Penn State not in the picture. Michigan not Penn in the State's picture. Penn State's the worst team in the Big Ten right now. Nah, I wouldn't say that. Oh, record-wise. Record-wise, I mean, sure. that's all I can base off right now, really. Um, yeah, I guess it's so right. topsy-turvy. Speaking of bad teams um, – I read that Illinois started their fourth different quarterback in their four games. He looked good. Um, <laughs> running the ball, he looked good. Um, um, adds a different dynamic. That was a pretty good football game, though, I mean, between two bad teams. Bad teams, but 
It was a competitive game. Ruck- Illinois got their first win. Rutgers is still Rutgers. Yeah, they fight and claw, but they're still Rutgers. Um, Nebraska beat Penn State. Um, Nebraska might be better than we've been giving them credit for. I think they're a decent ball I think they club. got some talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've only played three games. Um, they got shellacked by Ohio State, but they played them tough for half, and then they lost a competitive game against Northwestern. That's what Northwestern does. They win single-possession mm-hmm. games. That's the Fitzgerald culture. Um, what their afternoon game was, though. Well, Maryland, Ohio State didn't play due to COVID. Um, Wisconsin shellacked Michigan. Well, we forgot about the Friday night game. Iowa smoked Minnesota. Kirk Ferentz taking three timeouts late when they were up big. Uh, you can tell he does not uh, like P.J.'s shtick. I don't think too many uh, big t- opposing Big Ten coaches mm-hmm. do. Me either. Um, and, and I was saying this to our friend group um, off the air, of course, the other day. We're getting to that time of year of the Big Ten because we, we have four regular season games left and then one championship week. If we can get to all those, I mean, there's no guarantee we're even going to get there. But – in across the college football landscape, I think we're seeing this. Now, more than ever, it's a challenge for these coaches to get their players up. Mm-hmm. Especially the guys that uh, or teams that are 0-4, like, like Penn, Penn State, State. who was ranked 8th four weeks ago. Or now Michigan, 0-4. that's 1-3. I mean, yeah, you, they can play in a bowl because anybody can play in a bowl this year, but it's still not going to be a very good mm-hmm. bowl. And you're out of it for your division. It's just like... Unless you really love to play football, these kids got a lot going on with COVID going on, classes they still got to do. Just a lot, a lot of distractions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably tougher than ever now to get your guys up. That's why I'm thinking Minnesota at one and three. I still think they're talented, but can PJ keep that group together? P- I mean, I could see PJ's players love playing for them when they're nine and three, but when sure. they're, you know, one and three. You don't want to. I, mean, I think his shtick would get real old with the players, too. Yeah, wonder what book he's going to read to them this week. Yeah. But uh, their defense is just bad. And, and Tanner Morgan's struggling garbage. this year. He should be the number two quarterback in the Big Ten, and he's just not playing very well right now. Um, they lost a lot from last year's team. They did. Um, but still. They still got one of the best wide receivers mm-hmm. on their team and one of the best running backs. Probably yeah. the best running back in the conference. So they still got talent, but um, but Iowa, yeah, it was close. It was 14-0 for a while, then all of a sudden it was 35-7 mm-hmm. pretty fast. Iowa's starting to hit their stride a little bit, even though they're 2-2. Two and two, I thought they've looked really good the last two weeks. Yeah, um, Even even Northwestern, they probably should have won that game. Um, they probably should have beat Purdue as well. They were yeah. up for a majority of it. Until the fourth quarter, yeah, let slip. And then uh, Purdue-Northwestern was uh, – Purdue dug themselves in the 14-point hole, and Northwestern's a tough team to come back against when you do that at Northwestern. I think they're the best defensive team in the in the conference. Besides Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin's right there, which they play each other this weekend. That will be the battle for the West. Peyton Ramsey has completely changed sure that is. offense. Yep. Uh, he's a good quarterback. Yeah. Especially a good Big Ten quarterback. I mean, he's played a bunch of Big Ten football, so yep. um, he's really taking them to a next level because they were bad last year. Yep, they were. Um, I mean, Hunter Johnson wasn't good last year. Green got hurt, which I saw Green on their sideline, so they have all those guys back, mm-hmm. all three quarterbacks. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I thought uh, I thought Pat Fitzgerald, which he's always done against Purdue, outcoached Purdue. That's what he does. And Northwestern's all of a sudden a thorn in Purdue's side, um, especially at home. Purdue hasn't beat him at home since 07. <laughs> they get him at Evanston once in a while, but he can't beat him at home. And it was just a little disappointing uh, uh Stakes-wise, this was probably Purdue's biggest game since 2007 when they hosted a undefeated Ohio State team when they were undefeated and they got beat 24-7. to And they just came out flat. 
it was disappointing. I thought the defense played pretty well for Purdue. They hung in there, definitely gave the team opportunities. Offense just couldn't get it done. And um, it sure would be nice if number four would come back, but we'll see what happens there. I don't know. It's a week-to-week situation. He's practiced the last two weeks, so I don't really know. I don't know what's going on there. It's kind of been reported He's on the rival site that it's his hamstring, and he hurt it in uh, preseason practice. And it's up to him when he was ready to play. Brom said, I'm not going to play him unless he's ready to play. And he just keeps saying he's not ready, even though he's practicing the last two weeks. So Then why do you opt back in? At, at this point, he's a distraction. I know. that's and, and that's what was concerned me when I heard he's been practicing. He's taking reps away from right. other guys who could use them. 100%. And you just hope it doesn't become a distraction for the mm-hmm. team because – I got to think he still wants to play or he wouldn't be there. He wouldn't be because he was on the sidelines there with his mask. You got to think he wouldn't have opted back in because he didn't have to be on campus to take his online classes. So he obviously wants to play, but it's like it's up here all of a mm-hmm. sudden. And if he doesn't play, that's going to be the first question of the NFL teams. Why didn't you play? Which I still think he'll rip up the combine. It'll be fine. But Yeah, I don't think NFL teams would really care. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 it's it's strange. It's a weird, weird situation. It's it's frustrating from a fan standpoint because cause they could have used them the other night because uh, David Bell can't do it all even though mm-hmm. he tries. But He's uh, pretty good. But disappointing loss, but uh, Purdue still got winnable games ahead of them. Minnesota, Rutgers, and Nebraska are their next three. So they, they can still have a pretty good season, but uh, probably kiss the West goodbye unless Wisconsin somehow loses a game or can't play in another game and Northwestern loses two games. And then the night game, like you said, Wisconsin just kicked the tar out of Michigan. Mm -hmm. Michigan team's not good. They're just – Joe Milton hasn't been good since week one. They're going to switch quarterbacks. Are they? Uh, They said they're going to have a competition this week. And it's it's clear the other guy sparked them late. I mean, it was – game was over, but he at least uh, played a lot better than Milton did. I am – I wonder if uh, McCaffrey – is upset he left there. Where'd he end up going? I don't know. What was his first name? Dylan? Or is that Nebraska's? There's a Luke. There's a Dylan. Luke. Dylan McCaffrey was the Michigan and Luke's guy. Luke's at Nebraska. Um, yeah. What an athletic family. He just opted out and will seek to transfer. Oh. He hasn't yep. said anywhere. So, But, man, um, another thing I want to bring up before we get into picking games and, and, and talking about some other college football is – uh, the coaching carousel, it's kind of up in the air how much of a coaching carousel we're going to have because mm-hmm. it's such a unforeseen year, a unique circumstances financially for a lot of athletic departments. But it kind of started yesterday with South Carolina letting go uh, Will Muschamp, uh, <laughs> $15 million buyout. And they, and they, they must have had the, and got it. Yeah. the boosters. Must sure. have given them a bunch of money. That's what I'm thinking with Michigan if they want to cut ties, because that's a big buyout, but mm-hmm. they got the boosters to probably do it, but do they do it? Maybe Harbaugh leaves on his own and goes to the NFL, which I don't know why the NFL would be too interested in him. Either. He hasn't coached the NFL in how long? Seven years? Yeah. He did well, but yeah. Say say they do cut ties with him. What are some names you think could be a good fit at Michigan? I wish you would have asked me this like yesterday, so I could have had a list in my head. I like throwing it at you. Um, I got a few names in my head. I don't know. <laughs> I think Matt Campbell's call number one. That's a good from one. Iowa State. Luke Fickle would be a good call. Yeah, Fickle. It'd be interesting to see if he. Oh, that's a great. That's a prestigious, or at least branding. It's a prestigious job because, but he's so close to the Ohio State stuff. That'd be. I don't know. 
He turned down Michigan State, but Michigan State's not Michigan. Yeah. Even though Michigan State was going to pay him a lot of money, still not Michigan money. Um, those are the two that kind of pop out of my, out to my head right away. Uh, I saw one guy brought up P.J. Fleck because of his recruiting ties to Michigan, but I thought he burned a lot of bridges with high school coaches when he was at Western Michigan from the things I was reading. He burns bridges everywhere. So, um, His recruiting style, either you love him or you absolutely yeah. despise him. Yeah, so... I mean, we'll worry about that when time comes. But uh, gotta think Harbaugh and Lovey seats are a little hot, and uh, I would. Lovey's gone. They're not winning. They're gone. not winning you another think, game. You think they'll, they'll cut the cord with him. They need to. Um, and a guy's seats that's not hot, but maybe it's getting a little warm right now. Is James Franklin? Maybe it's I don't know. Year. It's a weird year. One year know. he's been so good there. But his name always comes up for like for other jobs, leaving. USC stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'd fire him though. Yeah. Maybe hire Bill O'Brien back. He was gonna <laughs> turn them into something. I mean, I think Franklin's years. already taking them higher than he could have possibly so? taken him. Yeah, I don't know. Man, he was doing well with the circumstances he was given. Sure, but we saw how well that went in Houston. It's a little different, but yeah, very much different. Um, still, I mean, that happens to every Belichick assistant that leaves usually, except um, one, except for Abel so far. Flores. And Flores, yeah, I forgot here. Yeah. So the two defensive ones, not the offensive minds, except Patricia's <laughs> not doing so hot, even though they won yesterday. Romeo Cornell was a disaster. Yeah, McDaniels on offense wasn't good. Charlie Weiss was bad in Notre yeah. Dame. So, but uh, Notre Dame, uh, speaking of Notre Dame, they got it done this weekend against Boston College. I thought it was going to be a little bit of a trouble game, maybe a coming off a huge emotional high and coming down, but... <laughs> They just took care of business, but they put up over 40 points. I mean, their offense is good. good. Um, I did see uh, the ESPN's FPI uh, came out for to win the national championship, and they had Notre Dame fifth behind, like below Wisconsin even. Um, well, Wisconsin's all they got to do is run the table. They go 6-0. and oh, They get into the Big Ten championship if you beat Ohio State, State yeah. or Indiana. Then you, you go to the playoff. So, mm-hmm. But if they miss one more game, they're out. I mean, it doesn't matter what they do from then on. That's is, a crazy thing. Is that what has been said? You have to play a minimum six games six to make games. the Big Ten championship, and they are right if they play out well, six. Well, the Big Ten didn't help themselves because they didn't have any room for air. For, sure. Well, um, we could be having a whole other discussion. Big Ten should have started in late September. Or even early October. Yeah, they shouldn't have waited when they did. two or three weeks earlier, give you some leeway They knew it was going to be pretty much bit. impossible. I mean, the Maryland-Michigan State game, good likelihood it's not going to happen this week. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these teams that get COVID cases it takes them two weeks to get it under control. All right. So somehow Illinois is only well theirs was more contact tracing, but still that takes players out. But they were able to play through it, but that still takes a lot of players out. I always point at me. I because I just used to you being an Illinois fan for years. Basketball just, for years. It was like five years. It goes back to the Rose Bowl season, two thousand eight to about two thousand seven years. 2015 was kind of when I... You jumped on last year for a little bit when they beat Michigan I State. I watched them beat Michigan State. I'm like, ah, yeah. I'll have to dig up that audio one of these days. I'm sure we I, got was, I was back on the bandwagon for a week, and then it was yeah. off, and now it's so far gone yeah. now. But uh, I want to go ahead and pick some games. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Starting Friday night, we have the Purdue Boilermakers at the Minnesota Gophers. Well, fun fact, Purdue has not won outside of Minnesota since 1972. 
because they played inside for oh. years, and then they haven't beat them up there in this stadium at all. Um, so dating back to 07, and Minnesota's beat them seven of the eight last seven out of the last eight meetings. I remember two years ago when they played there, it was snowing. Yeah, that was, was that was the worst. Yeah, that the point w- margin of the Brom era. Yeah, it was a whooping. And last year was Sindelar and Moore getting hurt on the same play. Mm-hmm. It's Minnesota. Um, but I, I'm going to go Purdue. Uh, but I haven't ranked the games in my head. Um, I'll put three points on it. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I haven't even looked at the ranking. I need to look this up. I also have three points on it, but I'm taking the Gophers. 41. It doesn't surprise me. You pick against Purdue every week. 44-38. I think it'll be a shootout. Uh. Yeah, Purdue should be able to put up points on that defense. Should be able to. Yes. Should be able to run the ball, but they're going to have to try to run the ball. You can't just yeah, Brom, go away from the run. Brom has a very uh, which he quick hook today. on the run game. He made it today. That was a mistake he made the other night. Well, he does it every single time. Why change now? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, the first two weeks, Andrew Horvath's second leading rusher in the Big Ten, and then he just went away from he it. He caught the ball night. a bunch. Yeah, he, he, got, he received it for over 100 yards, which is kind of like a run in a way, a uh, flat pass, but mm-hmm. – Swing pass, but yeah, Minnesota's defense is bad. Yeah, hopefully Purdue gets George Karloftis back too because they he didn't no, play. No, they had no. So they they were. Yeah, he's their only pass rusher except finally in the fourth quarter. Lorenzo Neal, when he got going, they couldn't stop him. He was stopping the run and gave him a chance. But uh, I like what Bobby Bob Diaco's doing. But uh, then on Saturday, Michigan State Maryland, that one isn't going to play. Most likely, probably not going to happen. So I have Maryland for one. I do too. I was gonna go Maryland for seven. <laughs> I had Maryland for five until you told me told me that. Biggest game in Indiana football, at least since the sixties, number nine Indiana at number three Ohio State. Guess the spread on this one. Ohio State seventeen and a half. Ohio State twenty. Hmm. Um I use a very, very, very good football team. Not at Ohio State's level, so I'm taking Ohio State for seven. Yeah. Indiana's a lot more talented than they've been. Uh, past years. Tom uh, Allen's a heck of a football coach, too. I'm not saying he's not. I didn't um, say he said he's not. You get, you're, you're getting real defensive over here. You're throwing jabs at me already with the Indiana crap. <laughs> when have I thrown any jabs at you with the Indiana crap? Oh, no, you're I, I just said over here. Thomas very, Allen. Very, very, very good Tom Allen's team. a uh, – well, he, they are a good football team. They're ranked top ten in the country. Have you seen who they've played? They played. They beat Michigan. They beat Penn State. I don't care what the they're at record of now. their teams are awful. I mean, but finally they have Ohio State and Wisconsin coming up. Um, but I, I'm t- I think Indiana keeps it close within 20 points. But I got Ohio I don't. State. I got Ohio State by 31. I have no idea coming off an off week there for Ohio State. Which I use a them. really good football team. Tom Allen's a very good football coach, and they'll still lose at least two games, at least. Just can't say anything nice about them. I just still not a huge. I mean, they're having a great year at four and zero, number nine. I never thought in my lifetime I'd see Indian football ranked in the top ten, but I'm still not a a huge believer in them yet. Beat Ohio State, my God! Then I can't say anything bad about them. Even beat Wisconsin. So, Illinois at Nebraska. Oh, it was. Oh, I got to put points on that. I'll take Ohio State for seven. I don't know. Nebraska for five. I'm gonna go Nebraska for six. Um, they're 16 point favorites. Um, yeah, I think I thought they looked a lot better with McCaffrey under center. Iowa at Penn State. As we said, it might be tough for Penn State to get up for any games now. Um, however, I'm taking Penn State for two. I don't know why. 
I feel like Penn State's going to win. Um, I just, I just think it's going to happen. I was going to go that direction, but I'm going to switch it. I'll go Iowa for um, <laughs> one. Nope, I already did one. Iowa for two. That's why I'm writing it down. I can't remember. I did not prepare for this segment at all. I'm going to do Iowa for two just to switch it up a little bit. Wisconsin at Northwestern. Yeah, the Big Ten game of the week. Oh, well, he got number nine against number three, I guess. But uh, this game's going to be for the West. Oh, man, I think this going to be a really good game. But I got Wisconsin in a close one. Um, I got four points on it. I have Wisconsin for four as well. I think they win by double digits. I just think they're head and shoulders above any team in the West. Um, and that defense is great. Um, Northwestern probably be the best defense they've played. Probably. We'll, we'll play. Yeah. We'll play. I would say. Northwestern's um, defense is good. Graham Mertz, uh, he's hadn't heard of him until like four weeks ago, and now he's playing really well. And I don't know if Jack Cohn gets the starting spot back at this point. That will be an interesting situation. Of course, they've only played two games. Yeah. Michigan at Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers is Rutgers. Michigan's bad, I know. They haven't played good, but give me Michigan for six. Yeah, I got Michigan for five. If they don't win this one, then they might not win another game. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, at that point, what do you have to play for? And I don't. I can't imagine Harbaugh's back if they lose to I mean, their uh, remaining schedule, they got Penn Rutgers. State next week, then Maryland, then Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat Rutgers. And I think Michigan's only a touchdown favorite in that game. Really? I think so. I don't have the line on my phone, but I thought Man. I heard that on a college football podcast today, which the podcast I was listening to today, I thought was interesting. They said Northwestern got the best defense in the country. Not country. The, in the country. That's what I was like, whoa. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty high praise for those those guys. Heck of a turnaround from last year, though. Um, but like you said, they're healthy this year. But And Ramsey's made a difference. Uh, a few top 25 games. Number six, Florida at Vanderbilt. Florida, Florida's huge. 31-point favorite. Vandy's the worst team maybe in the Power Five. Yeah, they're all six. Um, their head coach is going to get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, Surprised he wasn't fired last year. Kyle Trask threw a ton of touchdowns the other night against Arkansas. He's got to continue his reign. He'll throw at least four in the first half. I don't have a spread on this one. Got to think it's high. Number four, Clemson at two and six, Florida State. Clemson by 38. Yeah, Mike Norvell's. There, the start of the Norvell era is not going good. Um, should, should just stuck it out for one more year with Taggart if it was going to be like this anyway. Yeah, yeah, they can't have a quick hook with him. Mm-mm. They got to give him some time. Clemson huge. Interesting one here: six one Abolition State at seven and zero, number fifteen Coastal Carolina. You know my thoughts on uh, this. Is actually, a good matchup though. Give me App State. Carolina Coastal loses their first one. I'll go with Coastal just because I know you don't like picking Coastal games. I don't like picking Coastal games. Don't like picking Liberty games. Don't like picking Louisiana Lafayette games. I'll skip the Marshall and Louisiana Lafayette game. I wouldn't. And, I don't mind picking Marshall. And I'll game. skip the BYU because they play North Alabama. Come on, you're number eight <laughs> in the nation. Number twenty-two Texas at Kansas. Texas twenty-nine and a half point favorite. Kansas covers but loses by twenty-eight. I like Texas covers that thing. Kansas so bad. <laughs> Number seven, Cincinnati at number five and two, Central Florida. Trap game. Uh, give me the Bearcats. Yeah, they looked impressive the other night um, against East Carolina on a Friday night. They got to keep looking impressive if they mm-hmm. want to try sneaking in the playoff. Uh, I got Cincinnati as well. Kentucky at number one, Alabama. Alabama's uh, 30-point favorite. 
Mac Jones is the leader in the clubhouse for the Heisman Award at this uh, point. Uh, so give me Alabama, pretty large. I, I did see Kentucky's offensive line coach died Thursday from cancer, and they left a uh, one of their offensive linemen off the field um, to start the game. Yep. That was pretty cool. It was. Uh, Kansas State at number 17, Iowa State. Iowa State's 11-point favorites. Iowa State in a very close one. Uh, that's going to be a good game. I agree with you. Tennessee at number 23, Auburn. Auburn's 10-point favorite. Auburn in a close one. I'll take Auburn by about 13. Number 21, Liberty, because they're underdogs on the road at NC State. NC State, three-and-a-half-point favorites. They're a big underdog at Virginia Tech and one. They were they're underdog somewhere else, I think, this year, too, and one. Syracuse, maybe? Yeah, because they're 8 no. Give me the Flames. I'll go the Wolf back. I think they finally somebody uh, puts the freeze on the Flames. <laughs> uh, number 14, Oklahoma State at number 18, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a seven-point favorite. Give me Oklahoma. I agree. I think I think the home team wins there. Close one. Number 20, USC is three-point favorites on the road against Utah. USC's finding ways to mm-hmm. skate by. Give me the Utes. Thank you. We'll see another close one. And then um, SEC game postponed. Your Canes are postponed. UCLA at number 11, Oregon. Uh, Oregon's 15-point favorite. Give me Oregon. Oregon smashes their former coach easily. And Notre Dame's on the bye week for the Irish fans. They're at Chapel Hill next week. NFL football. Yes. Another jam-packed, action-packed weekend. It was a good weekend, too. It was a good weekend. Unless you're a Denver Bronco fan, do you just think? Three winners, three losers. One of my winners got to be New England Patriots. I don't like them, but that was impressive what they did to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. My Super Bowl pick in the Baltimore Ravens before the season started. That was a torrential downpour of a game last night, but uh, uh, Baltimore couldn't stop the run. When's the last time Baltimore couldn't stop the run? <sighs> yeah, they played bad. Um, on the flip side, the Baltimore Ravens are one of my losers. Fair, I fair know enough. it's... Still New England, but that's not a very good football no, team no. there in Boston. Um, you got to go in there and win. Their offense has looked porous for a few weeks now. Um, they finally snapped their streak, didn't they? Or did they score over 20 last night? Who? Baltimore. They scored it, 17. Yes, because last week they had a 31 consecutive game of scoring 20 or more points. Yeah, 23-17 was final. Um, Lamar Jackson has not uh, played as well as he did last year. Uh, he's not even an MVP talks at all no. at this point. Um, so that was a really, really bad loss uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, another winner uh, for me, Arizona Cardinals. You know, I'm embarrassed by our preseason prediction machine. I had them winning two games. And uh, what a play by Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody said that's why you trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Team's pretty good. They're, They're exciting good to watch. Football team. And I like the Bills, too. They're exciting to watch. That was I a hate good, the that, Bills. That was a good little football game. And, and the Cardinals helped your Dolphins out big time. Uh, impressive, impressive win by the Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals were also one of my winners. Um, Kyler Murray's going to win an MVP uh, eventually. Didn't know how a five foot nine quarterback would play, but he's a superstar, man. Um, Got the it factor. Gets it done on the ground. Can throw really well as a quarterback should be able to. <laughs> um, not there in Baltimore, though, or New England for that matter. Um, but they're one of my winners. Indianapolis Colts, Thursday night. Huge division win. Uh, they're Smacked now, them. They're not leading the AFC South. Yeah, it's theirs to lose. Great defense. Uh, Naheem Hines had a great game on the ground. Um, as long as Phillip doesn't turn it over, they're a pretty good football nice. team. Still, it's just weird, though, because I think they're definitely a playoff team, but I still can't take them seriously to win the AFC. 
I don't oh, know yeah. why. I don't really take anyone seriously besides the Kansas City Chiefs, to be honest. I think Steelers are pretty good. I they got a good defense. I think they're good, but I don't know if they can beat Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. Some, some team's just going to have to. Raiders, they know how to beat them somehow. They Raiders did. Raiders are a good football I team. I know. They're, they're actually a team nobody's talking about. They're legit. Because they're boring, but they find ways to get it done. Uh, they don't, and Carr doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Two picks this year. Josh Jacobs had a great game on the ground yesterday. Yep. Um, Los Angeles Rams were another mo- one of my winners uh, beating uh, the Seattle Seahawks. It's a huge win. They lose that. They would have been 5-4. and four. Um, Now they're 6-3, and three, tied with, I think, the Cardinals and Seahawks atop the division there. That's the best division in football, in my opinion. Second straight week in the winner category for me, the New York Football Giants. Mm-hmm. That was actually my, like, one pick I was proud of. That that was pretty impressive um, there, T-Dog. Philly's done, dude. They're done. I'm tired of waiting on them. We keep saying they're going to get guys back. Well, they're getting guys back. It's not helping. Yeah, they had a bye week to figure this out, too. Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. Um, one of my losers is the NFC East for, like, fifth time out of the last yeah, six uh, Just put it on a record. Weeks. Uh, and all I wrote about them, they all suck. Yeah. Giants are 3-7, and seven, and I would say they have the best odds to win that division. Yeah, a few weeks ago I said a Washington football team, but they're not. They're bad. Even though they almost, it was cool to see Alex Smith starting a game again, and they almost got it done yesterday. Ron Rivera said today that um, he looked like the same Alex Smith and could be their quarterback of the future. <laughs> but I just remembered I gave three winners. I did not give any losers yet. Huh. Um, it was it was tough to find a loser this week. Yeah, it there was. weren't too many teams. It was. Up. I mean, of course, you could go with the ones you've already said. You could go with the Saints for losing Drew Brees for an extended period of time. Yeah, uh, cracked ribs on both sides, punctured lung on his right side. Just hope he can come back at mm-hmm. least and not end his career that way. That'd be awful because I think this is definitely his last year. And, and the team should make the playoffs. We'll see how Jameis can do with them. But uh, I'm going to give the Titans as a loss. Mm-hmm. You gave the Colts a win. I I, th- I had 10 confidence points on the Titans. I thought they were going to get it done and got punched in the mouth. Yeah. They, they played variable ball right back at them. And the Titans special teams was atrocious the other night. Um, other losers. Um, i trying to think of some other games. Seattle Seahawks, loser. Um, can't I can't figure this team out. They just can't play defense. <laughs> um, and Russell's MVP talk's really cooled off mm-hmm. all of a sudden. He's turned it over quite a few times yeah. the past few weeks. And the teams are starting to f- figure out DK Metcalf a little bit, it seems mm-hmm. like. Um, he did have to go against Jalen Ramsey sure. yesterday. It's never an easy task. And then um, another loser. There's so many teams I could pick from. <laughs> um how about Jacksonville? Just because sure. of Jacksonville. And, they almost won that game. Uh, you know, I was looking, though. They have by far the most cap space in the league for mm. next year, and the, and they got tons of picks, so they're going to continue their rebuilding stage of since their franchise has really they, began. They can take a pick, sh- or they can take their pick between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Jets. I said they can take their pick, though, because they'll be picking second. I mean, whichever one the Jets pick, they'll be happy that – um, oh, yeah, I thought what you I meant, meant they no, no, no. had the pick between the no. two, and I was like, they can get the no. remaining. Yeah. Say they'll they'll be happy with either sure. is what I, I was yeah, saying. Okay. I got you. For the fourth week in a row, the belt <laughs> belongs to the J-Man. Yeah. Fourth week in a row. I'll throw up. I'm so good at this. Um, we have about nine minutes left, so let's uh, I'm trying some to games pull up here. my app here. It is not one to work for me. For the f- tenth straight week, Tanner's app does not want to work for him when it needs to work. Um, I got it. Sh- 
starting with the Thursday night great matchup here in Seattle. We have the Arizona Cardinals heading to one of my favorite cities in the United States of America, Seattle, to play the Seahawks. Tough game. Uh, coin flip game, in my opinion. Um, yes. I think the Seahawks bounce back. I got them for one point. I have the Arizona Cardinals for three. Um to be honest, I flipped that after they won yesterday for some reason. I don't know why that is, um, but right when because I had Seahawks for three, and as soon as uh, DeAndre Hopkins caught that, erased. Second game, we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the Cleveland Brownies. Browns are six and three somehow. I don't think they're that great, but I think mm. they're better than Philadelphia. And I'm riding high with Baker, um, Silent G like lasagna, as he uh, described Miles Garrett. I'm going Browns for ten. I keep ripping on the Philadelphia Eagles. You keep picking them. And I keep picking them. Because <laughs> it gives you a reason to rip on them every week when they lose. Eagles, one point. Right. I don't know why. I don't, I'm not a believer in this Cleveland Browns team. And for some reason, I just have this gut feeling that the Eagles are going to turn around this week and then lose out. <laughs> this matchup became a more intriguing today. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons at New Orleans Saints now. Jameis Winston led New Orleans Saints. I had did not change my confidence points on this one, so this will be interesting. I have the New Orleans Saints for 11. Got the Saints for 6, so a little lower, mm. but I thought about switching it to Atlanta. But just going with my first instinct, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Washington football team. Washington football team about came back, as you said. Uh, Bengals predictably did not uh, play well against that great pass rush, uh, but I think the Bengals are a better football team, so give me the Bengals for uh, 8. I don't know why I did this, but I did this. I took the football team for seven. No idea why. I kind of, <laughs> as I was speaking out loud, I'm like, I think I was thinking the football team might win. And this I'm in the opposite. <laughs> I always want to punch my button and switch it to the <clears throat> Bengals, but we, we we haven't been agreeing lately, which is good for the pick. It's been bad for been me. Great but, for me. Uh, Detroit Lions head to Charlotte to play the Carolina Panthers. The Cats gonna win this game. Uh, give me the Lions for eight. I have the Panthers for seven. We're different this week. Um, Panthers, We're going to know early who's going to Panthers win. played pretty well until about midway through the third quarter. Did Teddy hurt himself? I saw him limping off the field late. I mean. I, it must not have been anything he huge. He's always limping yeah. for some reason. Well, his uh-huh. knee like fell off his leg in Minnesota. <laughs> Tennessee at, no, Pittsburgh at Jacksonville first. Pittsburgh for 13. I have Pittsburgh for 14. Uh, Jacksonville. Second worst, clear second worst team in the NFL. Yes, um, they've gave up. Tennessee at Baltimore. Another tough one to predict, uh, especially the way both teams look this week. But give me Titans for two. I stuck with my Baltimore picks. I forgot to change it, uh, so I'm sticking with them for six. New England at Houston. Another tough one. but Another uh, one that I stuck with my original picks. I forgot to change it. New England got the win last night, so I'm taking them for five. I'm switching that as we speak to New England for four. Miami at Denver. Uh, yeah, Drew Locke might not play, which in my opinion is a good thing for Denver because I'm a it known matter at this Drew point. Locke uh, It doesn't matter. This hater. team might not win another game. Um, Dolphins are playing great special teams, great defense. Tua's making enough plays. Um, I think Denver will be able to run the ball on them. No, they won't because they don't run. Uh, they should run because both Phil guys Lindsay are having good. Four uh, carries last. Yesterday. He's averaging five yards a carry. He's going to walk, and I don't blame him at all. This I don't even give a story. Pat Shermer's been bad everywhere he's went. Now he's bad in Denver. Special teams um, coach is horrific. I think the Dolphins keep rolling. I am for ten. The Dolphins are fourteen. <laughs> oh, 
little little reverse psychology as I can uh, sense in no, your voice. No, I'm no, no. <laughs> I'm picking get some fourteen points every freaking week. Next, uh, New York Football Jets at the Los Angeles. Oh, I almost said Clippers Chargers. <laughs> I got the Clippers, the Chargers for 11. I have the Chargers for 12. Green Bay. Green Bay. <laughs> Green beans. It's almost uh, Thanksgiving. It's almost time, too. <laughs> at Indianapolis. I got the Colts for four. I have the Packers for two. It's going to be a good game. Dallas at Minnesota. I got the Vikings for 12. I have the Vikings for 13. Kansas City at Oakland. At Vegas. Uh, Vegas beat them the <laughs> first Oakland. time. And I forgot. What is wrong with me? <laughs> I, I forgot they beat them, and I put Kansas City for nine. This will be the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week, only because I haven't done a Book of Prediction of the Week yet. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and I have five points on them. Uh, Oakland's a good ball club, though. Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis watching and sponsoring the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. Life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. Email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Radio stations need to hire you to be the uh, disclosure <laughs> language because you're not even sped up. That was just real time. Rams at Buccaneers for Monday Night Football. Tampa Bay looked awesome. Followed up their horrendous game against New Orleans with a shellacking of the Carolina Panthers. Give me the Bucks for nine. You got the Bucks for three. Buys this week are the Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, New York Football Giants, San Francisco 49ers. Yes, sir. Birdie bogey time. Oh, first, before we get to birdie bo- bogey. The Miami Marlins hired the first female general manager. That was really Miami really cool. likes to do things like that. Mm-hmm. So really, really cool. cool. She's qualified. Um, I think she's going to do a great job there. Mm-hmm. Good kudos to uh, Derek Jeter for hiring her. Muhammad Ibrahim is the first Big Ten player with 140 rush yards in five straight games since who? 140 rush yards in five straight games. I think it's a little off the cuff here. Very nervous about this now. The more I think about it. I'm going with another former Golden Gopher, Lawrence Maroney. No. Good guess. Mike Hart, mm. Michigan. Didn't even come to my mind. Yep, I thought Maroney for sure. Darn it. Ibrahim is the first Big Ten player with at least 700 rushing yards in <coughs> his team's first four games of a season since Wisconsin's Michael Bennett in 2000. Oh, wow. I, uh, I also thought maybe Maurice Claret, but... I thought when you said kind of off the cuff, because no one remembers Mike Hart, even though he's a stud at Michigan. Yeah, he's a running back Chad coach Henney at uh, Indiana Marlin right now. Indiana. Yeah. Been the running back coach for uh, that, a couple years. That was going to be my clue, but I would have given it away. Yeah, well, I would have knew um, that. But darn it, I thought Lawrence Maroney, because he had some kind of record lately in the Big Ten. Darn it. Oh, well. I want to look up Maroney's stats real quick. How much time we got left there, T-Money? A little under two minutes. Uh, Maroney, 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 Maroney. It's not how you spell his name. I think his first name is Lawrence. Yeah, it is Lawrence. He was a uh, Patriot Lawrence for a Lawrence. Yeah, that was a good guess. He had 3,900 career rushing yards at Minnesota. He had t- 32 touchdowns in three years. Maybe that's what I made, yeah. Oh, darn it. Oh, well. Glenn Mason led Minnesota Golden Gophers team. That's going to do it for episode 209 of the Tan and Jam Man Show. Thanks for watching on the ISC Sports Network. Thanks for listening wherever you're listening on your favorite podcast app. Please hit that subscribe button. Hit the rate and review. Give us a five-star rating. That helps us out a lot. Order some merchandise, some Tan and Jam Man Show swag. Uh, go to our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. You can find a link right there. 20% off most items through the month of November using the promo code 4 FOUR, all caps. And I want to thank all of our sponsors. Uh, the Dam Landing, Noble Gnome LLC, Performer Print House, and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watering. And we'll be back next Monday for our college basketball preview edition. Can't believe it's here. 
fingers crossed that season goes smoothly. We'll talk about more next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay sane, everybody.